When you love God, when you honor him and trust him, God will make things happen in your favor. for Easy to Receive from Our Heavenly Father, Part 4. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. <laughs> we welcome all of you joining us by television and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media. We welcome you to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. I would like to share just a little humor. There was a priest who really loved to play golf, and he woke up one Sunday morning to a beautiful sunny day and thought, I just have to play golf today. So he called over to the assistant priest and told him he didn't feel well and asked him to take care of mass for him. The assistant priest agreed, and the priest snuck out of the back door with his golf bag. And an angel in heaven, after watching all of this, went to God and said, he is ditching his duties to go play golf. He should be punished. God replied that he would keep an eye on the situation. The priest decided to drive a long distance away to ensure he wasn't seen by anyone from his church. He took his first shot, and it was a beautiful shot. He got a hole in one. And as the priest danced around, celebrating his good fortune, the angel went to God and said, God, I'm surprised at you. That doesn't seem to be a severe punishment to me. God replied, who is he going to tell? <laughs> well, we are sharing part four of a little series we've been sharing on entitled easy to receive from our heavenly father easy to receive from our heavenly father and so we've just been kind of taking a look at the heart of god toward us and just to see how bountiful he is toward us and we've just been looking at certain accounts in scripture and talking about different things about receiving from god i just give you a little recap. We said that it's easy to receive from him for three reasons. Number one, because of our faith in Christ, we've been restored to favor with God. Number two, because he loves us so much. And number three, because we are his kids. And we talked about three characteristics in which God gives to us. He gives freely. He gives to us freely. Number two, he loves to do it. He loves to do it. He's not only willing, but he wants to. And number three, he gives abundantly. He gives to us abundantly. You know that scripture over in Malachi chapter three says that when you tithe, that God will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. You don't even have room enough to receive. So notice that he gives to us abundantly. He gives to us abundantly. Other things we learned about God and why it's easy to receive is because he's kind. He's always willing to help. He honors our faith. He's faithful to forgive you. He's faithful to heal you. His loving kindness is always here. His grace is always here. His goodness is always here. His love is always here. And he can be trusted. 
And we left off looking at an account over in where I want to pick up today. We left off looking at an account over in the book of Acts, chapter 3. And I'll read down through it. Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. It says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up again, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he at which had sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Praise God. I just love that. I love that. One thing I noticed that as he was being healed, the Bible says he didn't stand up. He leaped up. So the power of God hit his legs. It sprung him. And so I thought that was interesting. After being lame from his mother's womb, God's power was on him so evident that he went from being lame to jumping. He skipped over walking. I love that. So he didn't stand. He leapt up off the ground. That's what the power of God does to you. I love that. The power of God hit his legs and he jumped. He just left off up and uh, began leaping and walking and praising God. Well, we've been sharing some highlights. So there are some things the Holy Spirit highlighted in this account to us. This account speaks to us today. The Word of God is powerful revelation to us today, to our lives today, and He speaks to us through the vista of time. And we notice some things here. We left off particularly talking about the place that this man was brought and he was laid every day. He's laid at a place called Beautiful, at a gate called Beautiful. And we talked about how God is saying to us to be careful how you speak about your life, how you speak about where you are in life, how you speak about yourself. He was laid at a place called Beautiful. And God did something beautiful at a place called beautiful. And it's God's way of saying, be careful how you refer to your life. Be careful how you refer to where you are in life. Life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. And we said, think beautiful things. Say beautiful things. Do beautiful things. Keep your life at a place called beautiful. Life is beautiful when you have a grateful heart. So you want to keep your life at a place called beautiful. 
And you also want to visit beautiful places. God made the earth, and he put so much beauty in the earth. You should visit some beautiful places. One of my nieces and her husband, they took a trip to Switzerland, and they sent me the pictures, and I just wanted to share pictures of a beautiful place. So, A.V., if you could show some of the pictures. These are some pictures from Switzerland. I just want you to see a beautiful place. Visit some beautiful places. These are just some awe-inspiring pictures of God's glory and creation. You can feel his presence. You can feel his awesomeness. You can feel his greatness. The heavens declare his glory. All of creation speaks of his glory. Visit some beautiful places. My nephew said that the place was so beautiful, he actually thought about moving there. <laughs> he thought about moving. He didn't want to come back. He said it was so beautiful, he just wanted to stay. And they seriously thought about relocating to live in Switzerland. But visit some beautiful Places. It just reminds us that life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. Say that with me. Life is beautiful. Now, we're going to personalize it. Now say, my life is beautiful. 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 And we noticed here, we pick up with verse 3. This lame man is laid here at the gate called Beautiful. And in verse 3, he says, Who seeing Peter and John, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple. And I want you to notice that seeing Peter and John. Who's seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple? That says to us to be aware of opportunities. Be aware of opportunities. This man was aware of opportunities. He was aware of opportunities. He saw Peter and John going into the temple. Let's us know to be aware of opportunities. Be aware of opportunities. Be aware of opportunities. There's something powerful about this because he was aware of these particular men in his life. And it was a moment, it was a God moment, and he was aware of it. And it speaks to us to be aware of God moments. There are God moments that happen throughout your day we're to be aware of God moments. This was a God moment, and he was aware of it. He saw Peter and John. A.V., if you have the first audio clip, if you could play that first audio clip. The Mountain Wings Power Minute, helping you fly over the mountains of life. 
Are you the one? Every time I meet someone, if I'm a couple of seconds in an elevator, if I'm having a conversation with someone, if I'm just passing them on the street, I know that God always sends people to me, sometimes several people in a day with a message. So I, I, I kind of have this attitude that when I meet someone, I think, are you the one? Sometimes we become blind to the gifts and the abilities that we have. We forget what talents we have, what abilities we have, and God will send these guides to us along the way. So here's my challenge for you today. Everyone you meet, I want you to look at them and say, are you the one? Are you the one bringing me the great news and the message that God is telling me things will be okay? Are you the one? Today's Mountain Wings Power Minute is brought to you by The Cleaner, the ultimate body detox at thecleaner.com. Get the Mountain Wings Power Minute sent to you free each day at powerminute.com. Praise God. That reminded me of this lame man. That's the question he was asking. As he saw Peter and John, he was asking deep in his heart, are you the one? Are you the one? He was aware. He was aware of opportunity. He was aware of opportunities in his day. It was a God moment. When people cross our paths, we ask ourselves, are you the one? Is there a message for me today? Is God sending something to me today? Are you, does God have something to say through you for me today? Or are you sending to my life to bless my life, to change my life? Peter and John changed this man's life forever. And he was asking the question, are you the one? Uh, will you be the blessing that God sends today? Are you the one? I want you to notice this question he had on the inside. Are you the one? We live our lives with that question. I love that. You're aware of your opportunities. You're always looking for God moments. Your day is filled with God moments. Are you the one? And sometimes the question is, are you the one that I'm supposed to minister to? Are you the one that I'm supposed to bless? Are you the one that I'm supposed to cheer up? Are you the one that I'm supposed to give something to and uplift? Are you the one that God is sending across my path today for me to share his love, to share his grace, and to share his goodness? And so we're always on the lookout. Are you the one? Are you the one that God's sending across my path today? Are you the one? And I love that we get this way back that this man laid at the gate called Beautiful. He was asking in his heart, are you the one? 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 God connects us with the right person at the right place at the right time. It was a divine moment. The right person at the right place at the right time. It was a God moment, a God moment. It was a God connection. When you love God, when you honor him and trust him, God will make things happen in your favor. God will put you at the right place at the right time, and he'll introduce you to the right person. That's a God moment. It's a God connection. We see it throughout the Bible. Ruth told her mother-in-law, Naomi, she said, I'm going out into the field and glean barley today. And the Bible says that the field she went into, she happened onto the field of Boaz. Right place, right time, right person. This man would later become her husband. 
And so when we honor God and love God and trust God, God will have these God moments for us where you'll be at the right place, right time. Say that with me, right place, right time, right person. God will make things happen in your life, in your favor. Praise God. I just love that. I love that. And so here, as we go on into this same verse, verse 3, he asks alms of them. He asks alms of them. And once again, this shows us the power of asking. If you don't ask, the answer will always be no. And so there's a power in just asking. I was on a trip maybe a month or so ago with my brothers on our annual brother's trip. And we were checking into a hotel, and one of my brothers has a membership rewards program. And so he told me, he said, why don't you ask the hotel to see if they will allow you to put my membership number on your room? And I'm thinking to myself, you know, and of course they're not going to do that, you know. But he said, well, go ahead. He said, just ask. He said, the worst that can happen is they say no. And so I asked the lady at the reception, I said, can I put my brother's number on my room? <laughs> and she said, of course you can. She put his number on my room. And she said, I can not only put it on your room, I can put it on your other brother's rooms as well. So she put his number on, on three of our rooms. She said, I can put it on two more rooms. She put it on three of our rooms. It instantly gave us an upgrade. She upgraded us to a whole new hotel, a whole new room. Man, that number was powerful. <laughs> it gave us all kind of perks. We got all types of resort credits and food credits. And so all because I had the courage to ask. I was afraid to ask, but he said, the worst thing can happen, they say no. So we miss out on things because we don't ask, because we don't ask. We have not. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. And when we do ask, we ask amiss. And so we learn here, this guy asked. He had the boldness and the courage to ask while he was laying out there. He asked Peter and John for something. That's the power of asking. Ask God to do something big in your life. Ask him. Ask him. There was a little man in the Bible by the name of Jabez. And he became famous a few years ago for Jabez's prayer because he asked God to do something big in his life, and God answered his prayer. Ask God to do something big in your life. Ask God. And so we have not because we ask not. We have not because we ask not. So questions are powerful. I learned a little technique years ago, probably 20 years ago, but it's a negotiation technique. And it says anytime you're negotiating, anytime you're buying something or using a service or involved in any type of transaction, and after you've been presented with the offer or whatever, he said, always ask this question. Is that the best you can do? That one question opens up a world of possibilities. And so often people will say, well, let me see, maybe I can do something else. That one question changes all negotiations. So whenever you're in any type of agreement, any type of transaction, just ask them, is that the best you can do? And it actually makes them 
attempt to do more. That one question, is that the best you can do? They immediately start thinking of what else they can do <laughs> in your favor. So that's a little, I'm not going to charge, that's a free tip I'm giving y'all. <laughs> is that the best you can do? Just ask them that. Is that the best you can do? Is that the best you can do? Anytime you're negotiating with street vendors or any type of vendor, just say, is that the best you can do? <laughs> they'll sweeten the deal just for asking that one question. So that's a great power. That's a great power in asking questions. Great power in asking questions. I love that. Someone said, asking for help doesn't make you weak. It makes you wise. Asking for help doesn't make you weak. It makes you wise, makes you wise. And then finally, the last thing I just wanted to cover today, it says in verse number four, and Peter fastening his lines upon him with John said, look on us. In verse five, and he gave heed unto them. Here's the part I want you to see, expecting to receive something of them. Here we see his expectancy. Here God talks to us about our expectancy. His expectation was the simple belief that he would receive something. He expected to receive. He looked at them expecting to receive. Expect means to look forward to the occurrence of something with little reservation. You look forward to the occurrence of something with little reservation. You're expecting, you're expecting. I can remember as a little boy on Christmas Eve, man, I went to bed with great anticipation because I was expecting some big things on Christmas morning. That's an expectancy. That's an expectancy. You're expecting to receive something. You're looking forward to the occurrence of something. And you're sure about it. And that's expectancy. You're on the lookout for it. Expectation is a readiness to receive. Bible expectation is strong belief that something good is about to happen. That's what Bible expectation is. Another definition says expectation is watching with an outstretched neck. I mean, you're on the lookout, man. You can't wait. You're looking for it. You're looking for it. You're looking for it. I can remember growing up, my grandmother lived about an hour and a half close to Macon, Georgia. And when we would go visit her, and she would know that we were coming, and she lived alone at this time, up in age. But man, that was the highlight of her year to know that we were coming. And she would be sitting in her den and the sound of any car coming down the street. She looked with expectancy trying to see if that was us. She said she had her neck turned toward the sound of any car coming. She would look, she would look, she, would look. she was on the lookout all day. That's expectancy. That's expectancy. When you know it's coming, you believe it's coming, you're looking with an outstretched neck, you're looking for it. That's expectancy. And so Bible expectancy is when we put our faith in God's word and we're expecting God 
God to fulfill his promises in our lives. We're looking for it. We're looking for God to be good to us. We're looking for God to heal us. We're looking for God to bless us. We're looking for God to change our lives and change our status. We're looking for God to promote us. We're looking for God to use us in ministry and use us for his purposes and for his glory. We're expecting, we're expecting. So that's what Bible expectation is. You're always on the lookout. You're always on the lookout. Jesus said it this way. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 9, verse 29, in the King James, it says, be it unto you according to your faith. But in one translation, it says it this way. You will have what your faith expects. You will have what your faith expects. And so he was expecting to receive something. He was expecting to receive something. He was expecting to receive something. All the promises of God, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says that all the promises of God are yes and amen in him. All the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen. And so God has said, I freely, not holding anything, they're yours. God says yes to all of his promises. And so you have to expect to receive those. You have to lay hold on them. You have to lay claim on them and receive them into your life because he freely gives them to us. He freely gives them to us. A.V., if you can play the... Pastor Nathaniel sent me this last week... He sent me this last week. I preached this years and years and years ago. So long ago, I can't even remember preaching it. But he sent me this years ago. I mean, he sent it to me last week, but I preached it years ago. Power Minute, helping you fly over the mountains of life. People live longer when you expect good things. I always expect good things. You know, wake up in the morning and say, something good is going to happen to me today. I keep from dying that day. <laughs> and it is true. When you have something to look forward to, people live longer. Expect God to bless your bread and water. Expect Him to take sickness away from the midst of you. Expect there to be nothing barren in your land. And expect to live long life. Praise God. In health. We hope that today's Praise power God. Expect good things. You know expect good things. Expect good things in your life. Expect good things in your life. Praise God. Wake up with an expectancy every day. Every day wake up with that expectancy. Man, you can't wait. You know, when Jesus sent out the disciples, he told them don't take any money. He said, don't take any money. Don't take any clothes. Don't take anything with you. There was something Jesus was doing. Now these guys got to live with expectancy because now every day, God, I'm looking for you. How are you going to provide for me today? They were excited because they got to say, we don't have any money. We don't have any clothes. We don't have anything. They had to expect God to provide for them every day. And it was such an exciting adventure. God, I can't wait to see what you're going to do today. How are you going to feed us today? God, I can't wait to see who's going to bring me a new outfit today. Who's going to wash my clothes today? They were living with expectancy. And so Jesus did that on purpose so that they could expect every day for God to supply their need that God will take care of them every day and so we live with that expectancy we live with that expectancy that God is working things in your favor and for you supplying you healing you blessing you using you every day and we live with that expectancy every day every day 
Every day we choose to see the goodness of the Lord. Every day we expect to see it. We expect to see it because God is good and his favor surrounds me as a shield. I expect to see it because his blessings chase me to overtake me. I expect to see them. I expect to see it every day. I expect to see them every day. I expect to see them. And so we live as people of God. We live with great expectancy. We live with great expectancy. We live with great expectancy. Go into some hospital rooms and just lay hands on people and pray and expect them to be healed and to be raised up. Expect it. Expect it. You got to expect God to move and God to honor his word because he does. Expect to live a long life. Expect to be well and strong. Expect to have a beautiful family. Put your faith out there and live with expectancy. This man who was lame, he looked at them expecting to receive something. Praise God. Man, I preach myself happy. <laughs> oh, man, praise God. Those of you who are watching by television or joining us online, simply go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this entire series absolutely free of charge, easy to receive from our Heavenly Father, parts one through four. You can also share it with a friend. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Amen. It's easy to receive from our Heavenly Father, but expect it. Believe Him. Just act like His Word is true, because it is. Act like His Word is true. Just hold God to his word. God always honors his word. He's just looking for somebody to expect it. And to be honest with you, God always exceeds our expectation. This man was looking for just a few coins. He looked at Peter and John expecting to receive a few coins. He got something far greater. He got something far greater. God always exceeds our expectation. God always exceeds our expectation. He always exceeds our expectation. He always exceeds our expectation. He took Peter fishing one time and he said, Peter, let all your nets down. Peter let down one little net, and it was an old net. Peter didn't think anything, and Jesus was showing him the power of expectation. And they caught so many fish. That net began to break. The boat began to sink. It was a net-breaking, boat-sinking load of God's glory. And Peter fell down and repented. He said, Father, forgive me. Because he said, I wasn't expecting anything. I wasn't expecting. So Jesus was given an illustration of, you have to expect it. If Peter had to let down all the nets, if he had let down all the nets like Jesus told him to, He'd have caught enough fish that would have taken care of Peter and his family and friends forever. That's what Jesus was trying to bless us. He was trying to bless him so great because Peter had allowed Jesus to use his boat. And you can never beat God giving because Peter sacrificed and gave Jesus use of his boat. Jesus was now returning the blessing back into Peter's life in a magnitude that was about to, what Jesus was doing was overwhelming. He was going to overwhelm Peter 
It's going to be the biggest drought he had ever seen in the whole industry. It was going to be enough to take care of them forever. But Peter didn't expect it. He didn't expect it. So Jesus was teaching them, expect big things from God. We serve a big God. We serve a big God. Don't you let down one old little neck. We serve a big God. 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 He moves. You'll have what your faith expects. 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 Praise God. Stand on your feet. We're out of time. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you so much. Thank you so much for blessing us, Lord. And thank you for being so easy to receive from. Thank you for raising the level of our expectation. Thank you for using us for your glory, Lord, in a greater measure. And Father, we're just excited about life. We can't wait to see what you're doing in us and for us and through us and by us, around us, Lord. We're excited to be a part of your family, Lord. And we just love you. I pray pray your richest blessings over your people. It's in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Let every heart say amen, amen, amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part four of the series titled, Easy to Receive, from our Heavenly Father by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7993. That's 7993. To listen to thousands of free messages, or to send this message number 7993 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because brother, you need the word. Oh, brother.